Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Beth just said goodbye to her polka dot heels. Goodbye? She sold them on Mercari to Shelly, who gladly said... Hello. Just after she said goodbye to a set of bright orange cookware. Really, Mom? Citrus? They sold quickly on Mercari to Dan. Oh, these are groovy. Then Dan sold his rollerblades on Mercari. Bye-bye. I bike now. Which took us back to where we started with Beth, who said... Hello, rollerblades. Whee! Buy and sell almost anything from home with Mercari, your marketplace. Find it on the app stores or Mercari.com. This is your boy, Neil McKnight. This is the latest episode of The Crave. We have a special guest in the house. I didn't even fan out because I was trying to keep my composure. I was literally sweating bullets. Soleil Moonfry is in the building. My childhood crush, even though I'm older than her, my childhood crush, I'm like spazzing the fuck out right now. Punky Brewster, I used to, my sister and I used to watch it. Uh, Wait for it. I, I, I mean... I, I can't even look at you. I can't even make eye contact. That's why I'm not That's why I'm wearing fucking sunglasses. I, it's not because I'm trying to be cool. It's because like I, have I wear some. Big, I wear sunglasses because I'm light sensitive. Oh my god, I would have worn sunglasses to match my little stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are hard. And my household is very Jewish because I converted. Obviously, my wife and my mother-in-law. Yeah. God it was a choice you. for you. Yeah, I, you know, it was like my mother-in-law was like, "He's black and he's not Jewish. Yeah. He better figure it out." Don't you think? Let me ask you because I actually thought about this, and I don't think we ever talked about it. But, you know, there was a whole BLM was big last summer. And then obviously the whole Palestinian Israeli conflict, it was an issue this year. And it felt like, you know, a lot of Jews felt like they weren't getting the support that they that they gave to the black community for Black Lives Matter. And they weren't feeling it was reciprocated like Jews. I'm not one of those Jews. Yeah. But there are some of those Jews that felt that way. And I felt like. You know, you you have like guys out there that are black and Jewish, who can bridge the gap yeah. between the black and Jewish communities because you have two people that really have been persecuted over time, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, you know, and I thought that um, Drake obviously, I was just about to say that would be be yeah. great, but uh, you know, I, he's not really doing it. So I just want to nominate you, O'Neill, and listen to become the face listen, of the black Jew in I America. Ta- I, I take it. I take it. I, you can come over to my house, Passover, Rosh Hashanah, Sukkot. But I think you have to do it for both thing. communities. I think it brings I think up. I, to, yeah, I, I think to, to the point though, the the larger point, And let me be very clear: when when we joke around and things like that, I am incredibly proud of my heritage, and yeah. I'm incredibly proud of all of my heritage, and I'm right. super proud that we do embrace so many philosophies yeah. into our home, and. It is incredibly important, I think now more than ever, that we actually really understand history because what we've been right. told in history books for so long, there's so many inaccuracies, yeah. obviously. So that, to me, is the bigger dialogue, right. is how do we actually teach our kids about the truth in history? Because right. I look at my dad but so much of that and my family during debated, the civil rights know? movement yeah. and, and, and how much you know that is what he was most proud of being a part of. Right. And and that's so within the DNA lines of 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 how proud I am to to be a part of that, and that my kids are raised knowing that that history. Right. And so many right. families are not yeah, exposed right. to that because well, listen, we just you have people they out don't, there denying the Holocaust the too, right? You know what I mean? It's like there are people out there. Oh, there is no racism. I, I mean, no, it's man. you know, it's I, I don't know how we get everybody on the same page. 
we have Particularly to teach country, true history, like exactly. uh, you know, and like go back to like right. the the roots, right. and yeah. th- and that goes for everyone. That goes right. for the indigenous people. It goes for all people. Right. You know. I, I I mean, it would just be nice to be in a world raising kids now where people do understand where we came from, so we could see a place that's better to get to. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it, it's it's crazy that you're saying. That. I've I've said it before. You know. Obviously, my household's interracial. My daughter is, is half white, half black. <clears throat> my wife is Jewish. And we have pr- pretty much like a Jewish household for the most part. And, um, you know, just like like, like Soleil was saying about just knowing the history and, and what we were, were taught, you know, and, 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 and finding out more about my own personal history and just knowing where I came from was a big part because I've been building my daughter's family tree. Mm. And my wife's history, it reads like a book. Yeah. And, you know, backtracking mine, you know, some slavery, you know, I'm 4% German, I'm, I'm 3% uh, a Western European, a whole lot of African, but just breaking and down. And kosher as fuck. And kosher as fuck. <laughs> and, and just breaking that down, but just, just wanting to know more about yeah. myself and where I came from and how I got here and just making sure that my daughter understands that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kid 90 just got nominated for a Critic Choice Award. Watched right. it twice. Yes. I, I watched I, it once, I just, but it was... I watched it yeah. the first week it came out, and then I rewatched it this last week. So I'm up so to So you're twice there also. Yes. Yeah. No, dude, I saw it last week at, at Holly Wiersma's house, and uh, I hit Soleil the next morning, and I was like, I, I was like legitimately fucking moved from that thing. And I, and I think, obviously, if I was in here... I probably just would have fucking tripped and geeked on the people that are in it and seeing them all young. Yeah. And seeing this, like, this world that kind of orbited around you, right? Because it's your perspective, it's your point of view. And you're in the center center of this. But having been in it and seeing everybody young, and rem- and I said this to you, remembering, you know, what it felt like to be 20-something in Hollywood in the 90s, me personally coming off like a you know an indie film kind of Sundance film and being so passionate about like art and finding ourselves and you know that kind of like for me it was like being an auteur but it was like all of us were like in it you know and it was it's crazy it's just a different world now and it's I, yeah. I I have to say it meant so much uh, when you when you told me your perspective on it because you know for me my dream and we've spoken about this that was that people would take it and watch it through their own lens mm-hmm. and connect to their own nostalgic parts of themselves right. and and it was so beautiful to hear that from you because you did live so much of it with me I don't know if you guys know Rob and I have been friends for decades you know yeah, and, it's crazy. and I remember you moving out here and we were just yeah. all such fans of your film and you just had this incredible energy and your brothers whom I love so much and it it was, was such an amazing oh yeah I mean we were running around and, yeah, we're, and yeah. hooking up and playing and yeah. having all night dance parties and it was just it was there was an energy here and in New York that that was so authentic and we could so be our authentic selves and we didn't have cell phones capturing every right. moment yeah. and filtering our lives <laughs> yeah. and and it, and it was such an incredible time and there I was just documenting it all because it was such a colorful world and yeah. I, I just loved it so That's, much. I think there's like and I don't know the words of what I'm thinking, just listening to you. It, it felt like back then everybody was trying to figure out who they wanted to be, right? Mm. What they wanted to be and it felt so 
that's the thing about I think you really feel that from people versus now I feel like so many young people are trying to figure out who they want people to think they are. Absolutely. Right, because because we have because this, now we're in a this, perception this phone society. At the palm of yeah. our hands yeah. in which but it's the social it's, it's, it's the, the communication so, right. tool. Yeah. It's it's so wild and 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 at the same time you know, realizing, well, first of all, like, what is the effect that that has on these next generations? Right. And how, and, and how does that, how does that affect them? And then there's a beautiful component of them finding like-minded people. And so it's like, how do you feed into those positives and try yeah. to hold perspective so that they still can live in this incredible world of, of, of exploration beyond... Right. The, the phone and right. social media. What was crazy right. what was crazy to me watching the doc was, you know, growing up in South Carolina and watching, you know, you on TV, you were off in Hollywood, you know, you know, Soleil Moon Fry, Michael Jackson, you know, the cast from Facts of Life and different strokes and all these different shows. You guys were never real to us. You know what I mean? And watching your doc made you human to me. So it really made me fall in love with you even. I get emotional shit. Uh, it made me really fall in love with you even more because, like, wow, she was a real person outside of the TV show. She had a real life. She had trials and tribulations. And just the way it was shot and just you having Yeah, it's all a warts and all kind of thing. I think people oh, who haven't seen it should know that. It's like there's just moments in there that you're like, whether it's, you know, obviously I want to get too far into it, but the virginity aspect or... Yeah. Yeah, you know, even being sick and drug use and alcohol and right. I think it's really it's, the, yeah. All, I think it's like a coming of age, real deal. You know. Thank you. I mean, yeah. it, it really has been. It's been a coming of age of both my teen self and adult self. And I remember at one point, Sean, who was has been so incredibly supportive on, on it, and you know, and and I was having one of these moments, you know, as an artist where you break down and you just feel like oh I just I just want it to I, I just want to make it so I, I want it to connect to people you know it yeah. was like my, my heart and my life and and so much of my life changed through the process of it yeah. and the pain and the reliving and the ghosts from the past and there was so much beauty and there was so much pain in reliving it and he said to me you know I, I don't think there's any more universal story than the coming of age story and yeah. and that was that yeah, really, that really that time, hit right. me and in it was yeah place. exactly coming yes. of age at that time and then that my adult self present day was mm. coming of age again through the Making teen it. girl right. that I was reconnecting what do you with mean I was coming like, age again as a filmmaker yeah. watching that shit I was like I gotta like I, I used to love movies I want to make fucking movies what the fuck am I doing with my no dude, I'm, I'm a fucking 85 year old podcast host <laughs> the fuck did I do <laughs> no but I was so passionate when I got out here it was just like no 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 I turned down every movie no 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 I was yeah, like a fucking so cool old whore. And then somehow, like, the whole TV thing happened, and I'm like, I just want to be rich. Man. Yeah. I don't want to get fucking rich up in here. And I think there's got to be a medium somewhere where you really kind of re-engage, like... Well, it's that spark, right? Yes. It's that rediscovery it's in there. It's in there. of spark. <laughs> and I think it's interesting because so much of my life changed. My I, I call it a transformation because I think after you've been married for like 20-something well, years, that's the how other you crazy call it, thing. like, it's anything like, other than that, my life fully Yes, transition you're going right, but you're going through a lot of transition anyway. I'll tell you the craziest thing was it was Soleil's birthday last week. I went by her house Friday night, and seeing you with grown children, they were like, "This is so like some girl came up and they're like, this is Soleil's daughter." I was like, 
holy fuck, way to go. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, nice to meet you. I'm like, where did it all go, man? Where did it all fucking go? I can only imagine you making this doc. It was like therapy for you. Yes. You know, because I I was literally watching it in my living room, so and funny, my wife came in and was like, why the fuck are you curled up on the couch like this? And I'm like, I'm watching this dog. It's so moved, right? She was like, what are you talking, punky pussy? Yeah. She sat down, and then she started crying. Aww. You know, and we are literally sitting on the couch watching this doc. And I'm like, seeing, you know, been in the industry for a while. So some of those people I now know, I'm really good friends with Robin Thicke. And seeing little Robin Thicke <laughs> pop in the camera, I'm like, yo, Rob. Yeah, that was crazy, too. I didn't realize, I didn't know he was in the business, but then it made sense. Yeah, I was like, yo, Rob, I'm yeah. watching you right now in the doc. I was like, you're crazy. like a kid, that you're like six flags or some shit. He was like, what? He's old guy, I gotta check yeah. it out. But it was just all these different, it was art. It was real. Yeah, it was. And the music's amazing. You guys, amazing, amazing tracks in there. No, it was art. And what I loved about it, and I think a lot of times when people create art, they're they're doing it for themselves and their healing process, but they don't realize how many other people they're healing in the process. So I just want to tell you, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. No, <laughs> for real. I appreciate it. Really it really means. Yeah, so, so part much. part of the, I mean, like I said before, the, uh, my brother's in it. There's a million people I know in it, like all those kids, you know, from back in the day. But I was super tight with Danny Boy O'Connor <laughs> from House of Pain. Yes. So, so was uh, I. Yes. <laughs> so am but, I. But, I but, even, but I never fully understand the nature of their relationship, and maybe we could get into that a little bit because. Danny picked me up one night. He's like, "Yo, we're going to a party at Soleil's," and it was the one where the pool was right out back. In yeah, the because house because we the, lived in this little house in the valley, like, and all there was was like, a little pool and some like a two foot cement little. Yeah, but I was thing always like around it. Oh, it's so weird. House of Pain, Danny Boy O'Connor's tight with Punky Booster, Soleil Moon Fry. I'm like, this is a weird dynamic, but they were super super close. Obviously, you get into that relationship in the dock. And that really is a, a big part of what threw me back into the 90s was seeing young Danny and, and that attitude. And the craziest thing is we should pull him up and talk to him because the craziest thing is Danny looking at young Danny with the I fucking know, trip. right? Wait, well, now, are we going to be able, are we like, going to get to see that, him also? Yeah, oh my God, this is very months. exciting. Good to hear your voice, Rob. It's been a minute. I know, man. It's fucking crazy, bro. I love you, Danny. I'm going to talk about him. Love you it's too. I, uh, it's good to hear your voice as well. I just, Rob's is, he's got a very unique Long Island uh, Jewish voice. Yes. And he reminds me of one of my best friends, <laughs> Yohai Weiss from uh, Throg's <laughs> Neck or Great Neck or some type of neck, but they got the same nuances in the way they talk it's got to be a long island thing i don't know man it just doesn't change you know the so voice good. doesn't change you know you're so lucky that would have been like, kind of messed up if you lost it because some people come here and they I lose think their I did accents lose it. i lost it for a while and then i went back to new york to do that how to make an america show and like the minute i got the people hey and i'm like hey how you doing man what's up it came right back just kind of rolled right back in you know but were you becoming a little too like la sounding I don't, you know, to me, LA is very nondescript. Like, I right. never really, unless it's like some kind of OC, like <laughs> lingo. Or Valley Girl. Valley Girl. Or Valley Girl, like, which is like more yeah. vernacular than it is accent. But outside of that, like, I, I don't really know what an LA accent is. Right. Well, because we're New such York, a melting pot. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, what up, bro? Yeah, what's up? What's up? You know? Hey, yo, Tony. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I think the, the first time I met you was with Mickey Rourke. Was that the first time up at Outlaw? It was a loft party, and I lent Garen Swing $2,000. He was doing it with your brother or your cousin. I forget. Oh, man. That, that like, fucking, bro. We don't, he's, he's, on the, he's, he's on the list of names that don't get mentioned. That fucking guy. So we'll beep out that name. 
But that motherfucker, the last time I spoke to him was the day my son was born. Like, I haven't said a word to that guy. I remember That's he, crazy. he was a part of that other thing. I remember we were like, remember we had the whole, I mean, man, we could go down memory lane. <laughs> Between you and Soleil, I think you two are the only people who have been like, you see me at the, you know, when it was, those are still good times, at least yeah. they were for me. They were, everything was just, and then you, you've seen the worst. And, um, you know, touching on Kid 90 at the end when all of those faces go up or the people who are no longer with us, at, at that point it hit me like, you know, a ton of bricks that, uh, you know, the gratitude to come out of all of that. I mean, you're just touching on on, on things that are like, those are like blips. It, it got a lot worse, even in the good times. I mean, I remember you coming over in my house and just seeing the arsenal and being like, what the is going on in here? And that was like, it was so fast lane back then. And there really were like, nobody pulling me back. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. about you guys, but. Yeah, you went through think- a lot. You you definitely went through a lot of periods. I remember like, you know, when Bruce was getting single and you were single and you guys were dealing with like some crazy shit. But like, I think that's the thing about LA that people understand is like, you know, if you're going to come here and you're going to be here, you, you got to prepare to experience some serious ups and downs. And you're going to, honestly, you're going to probably lose some people in your life because they're yeah. either going to drop the fuck out and go back to wherever they came from. Or, or frankly, they're just going to die, man. I mean, I lost like three, four friends in the last half dozen years. And I mean, it sucks, man. And, and oh, all course. before that time. And you and know, you, it's, I uh, was it's like, a, when I was waiting, you know, you guys were talking, so I was privy to the conversation. You guys were talking about finding yourself and going through that coming of age. By the time I was 21 and I made that first million dollars with House of Pain, that I had found myself because I had come from such an unstable environment and, and, and unwanted in that environment anyway, that by the time I got there, that was finding myself. So I was like, you know, like a character defect parade on in, in you know, like in, in 3D, because all I wanted to do was like live at that fantasy world right. that I had, you know, that was out for me. You know what I mean? Right. And I was, I was on a whole different mental trip than most people were going through of like, you know, finding yourself and who you try. I was like, I'm this. And that shit almost killed me. So I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Weird, it was crazy you know? to see your evolution, man. And you know, I mean, it's, I think the fucking the outside of house is super, super exciting. I got to get to Tulsa at some point. It's amazing. No doubt. And coming, yo, tell us what's going on with that project. Where where it's at right now? So yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, after House of Pain was done, I had no way to really sustain that type of life. Uh, so I ended up in a world of drugs and and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. And it took me a while to find my way back. And I, you know what? The, I've had two sobrieties. And my first one, I ran back into you. No, this is actually my second one. So I ran, Rob, I don't know if you remember, when the sneaker thing was popping and, yeah. and, and we were trying to talk about something. I told Soleil to tell you, like, I still say it to this day, and then I'll get into <laughs> where I'm at now. But when I was newly sober, I would come up with a million different ideas. And Rob, you were like, the entourage was popping for you. It was just starting to become a real big thing. And so I would come to Rob and I would pitch him with ideas. And, that, and at the end, it was always like the idea was like, I got this great idea and, and you're going to pay for it. And finally, one day you told me and I never forget it because I tell people now when they hit me with the same shit. I'm like, bro, rob me. Don't rob with me and shit like I can, or the opposite. Actually, don't rob me. Rob with me. And you said that to me. And I don't know if that makes sense to anybody else who's listening. Uh, but it's one of those things. I, 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 I spent a, almost too long, 15 years or so, constantly coming up with an idea, not implementing it, starting it over. And, and it, it was like a downward spiral. So in 2000, yeah, it sounds I get like, over, it sounds like, it sounds like every, everything I experienced too out here, man. Yeah, it's just yeah. hard. Not all of them make it. 
and I, it probably doesn't make sense out of context. And as soon as I start to talk, I start to hear like, my point is, is this, you get something to pop and, and, and I would assume that you could just do anything after that. And so to have a really big project like House of Pain go and then not have that magic anymore, whatever that magic is to watch Everlast go on to greater successes, Lethal join Limp Bizkit and go on. And for me, I, I was like on a downward spiral. So by the time I came up for air, I didn't know what I was supposed to do for a living. Uh, I just stayed sober. I put one foot in front of the other. I always had another, you know, like I knew that there was a there was a second act. I just couldn't figure out what it was. And it took me literally almost 15 years to find it. But 10 years, uh, five years into sobriety, I put a second group together called the Coca Nostra. It ends up becoming like two House of Pain and a few other groups put together. It brings me on tour. I haven't been on tour in a decade at that point. And it brings me to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we have a three-day layover here. And I start to go, Tulsa, it sounds so familiar. Why do I know it? And it hits me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, oh, fuck. The Outsiders is from here. Now, that movie came out in 83. I'm 52 years old. I seen that movie as a kid. And I related to that in more ways than one. My father went to prison when I was two months old. I grew up with my grandparents. We came to California when I was six. I'd go back every summer. So I had an East Coast, West Coast thing. But I was an outcast or an outsider in L.A., just people... Mm -hmm. They spoke different. They called me Disco Dan, which was fighting words back then. I, I loved Motown and disco, but to be a suburban white kid with that mentality, I was just completely from another world to them. So the outsiders come out. I relate to that. It was always a. It was always like my my cut. So when I got here and I realized that the book was written here and that the movie was filmed here, I ended up going looking for locations. I found the drive-in from the movie, which is incredible. I don't know how many places have drive-ins anymore, but we still have the original one from there. I found the park where Johnny kills the Soch, sticking up for Pony Boy. And by finding the park, I was able to find the house. Um, it was early 2009. You know, we, we may forget, but I had a flip phone still and a new Blackberry. <laughs> it was still pre like the iPhones weren't like they might have dropped, but they didn't work like they do now. They were still like some. But why I tell you that is because it's the first time ever I was able to like look something up, take a photo be in front of it, post it on the internet, and people were like, oh, shit. So I post a photo of me in front of the Outsiders house, and everybody I know is starting to lose it. They're like, that's my favorite movie. Where is that on the Warner Brothers set? How come it is it still really there? I'm like, nah, it's in Tulsa. So for the next five years, I'm obsessed with like all of these pop culture locations and, and the Outsiders house, and it just keeps bothering me. So every year, I would come back and check on this house. And after doing that for five years, I thought, man, they're going to lose this house. It was starting to fall apart. They were going to tear it down. And uh, I find I find the, find the owner. Uh, I find I ask for help. I get out of my own way, and I ask the community for help. And the help came in ways that I could never imagine. Uh, the author kicked in. Basically, Tulsa picked me up and 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 Adopted just put me on their you. back, and they wow. started helping awesome, do this. Thing. Bro. Um, awesome, if you don't know what I like for anybody listening, you know, I, I, in a nutshell, The Outsiders is a movie. It's based on the book by S.C. Hinton. S.C. Hinton wrote that book. Hell yeah, and Rumblefish, man. Oh, she wrote, yeah, of course. But so she, she writes, wrote it in she 10th writes grade. Wow. 15 and a half. She's failing English and gets a D plus in creative writing. That book starts a category, the young adult book category. That category is not insignificant. It's actually the number one selling category in all of books. And her book is the what one. What do you that mean? I just that. bought Sean a whole bunch of Judy Bloom books for his birthday. There you go. Yeah, you know, Sean loves <laughs> young adult stuff, right, Sean? Yeah. Danny, before, before I moved to LA, like uh, jump around dropped right. I remember and this is still when MTV was like popping in New York, and 
And yeah. I remember seeing it going like, yo, these motherfuckers are cool, man. They were cool. That and 90210 were like the two things on my radar, you know? I got yeah. to go out with the girl from 90210, and I got to hang out with the dude from House of Pain. But part of the big yeah. thing about you was the whole Irish thing with you, man. The Irish thing is big. So I'm going to ask you, as yeah. an Irish dude, who is your favorite fighter? Boxer? Yeah, as a boxer, not MMA, boxing. Oh, I mean, Mike Tyson growing up. I Yo, mean, we knew he was going to say we, Mike Tyson. We knew he was going to say Mike Tyson. Who's Listen, your... I cried when Mike got out of prison and he lost that fight. I was with Peter Green in a bar at the, at the Pig and Whistle or whatever, and they had the fight on and he lost, man. Literally, we went out. I cried because I, I, I didn't visibly cry, but I was like, oh, shit, it's over. Like the end of the era of like that, that 80s yeah. public enemy, Mike Tyson, just that whole, it's over. And I, it hit me like a ton of bricks that it's over, and that like where do we go from here? Crazy. Well, we had we had go a couple. We had, so <laughs> after Tyson, being like Irish, <laughs> proud, and proud is your next favorite fighter. This is the setup because you're trying to bring someone in. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Irish Mickey Ward, I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah That's go. what we're talking about. Yo, you're going to hang out with us, oh, right? We're going to bring Mickey in real quick. You're going to hang out? You know I got an event with him next week, right? You do? See, well, he's, let's talk about it right now. For anybody who's yeah. watching, everybody should know Mickey Ward is probably the <laughs> quickest shortcut to say who Mickey Ward is. Wahlberg played him in The Fighter. That's so. Right. He's been immortalizing that, but he's had yeah. some epic, epic fucking wars in the ring. Wait, did Christian Bale play him? Or, or, no, or, Christian no. Bale played his brother, Dickie. Dickie yeah. There you go. That's but Mark, right. Mark, Mark, Mark <laughs> played Mickey. Yeah. You're right. Um, you're right you know, you're right. Mickey's much better looking than Mark is. <laughs> you know, but, and and smoother always, and cooler. Do you see the physics of my life that it just all. I, and I you love know Mark. Well, of yeah, course. Well. And, you know, Einstein has this this whole idea. You know, you set the frequency to that which you want to receive, and that's right. what comes back. Yeah, yeah but how do you do that? We need Look to at get... we're all here right now. Anybody that says. Yeah, but I want to set some anyone that says, frequency. Anyone, you know anyone that says it's a small world, I go, it's physics. Like, yeah. You study quantum physics, and it's like that's because it's says. crazy because you're talking about Mark and watching yeah. your documentary and listening to the voicemail. He's like, he's like hey, yeah, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, yeah. Soleil, it's Mark Wahlberg, and I was like, oh, shit. Yo, he's <laughs> the second. Yo, Mark's the second best. Danny's got some good voicemail, uh, some voice messages also, but the best is hello, Soleil, it's Charles. <laughs> <laughs> so the Sheen. best is that I yeah. saved those voicemails yes. for decades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. It's re it's really kind of fucking. So we got Mickey going. in the building. So we got mm -hmm. Mickey in. Mickey's he's doing a lot of shit, but he's going after we're done with Danny Boy. He's gonna tell us a little bit about this new project, Live Train. But guys, mm -hmm. tell go, go through what's going on in Tulsa next week. It's the Golden Gloves, like it, they, it comes here every year, and. Uh, yeah. Mickey's the the highlighted guest, and uh, they always ask me as uh, you know to, to come and check out the the fights, and I always do. I've been here three years, so I've been all three years, and this year they're like, "Hey, would you just do a little VIP meet and greet with Mickey?" I'm like, mm -hmm. "Absolutely!" So as soon as I as soon as I got the the word, I went on online and bought me an Irish flag. It's it's on its way now. <laughs> I, I insist on I, getting I it brought you one. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying to Mickey, my dad was a four-time Golden Glove champion, wow, right. and so, wow. but Mick, and so did you didn't sitting start here with gloves, Mickey, I mean, right? like, this is huge. No, I started. Uh, I was seven years old. My first fight. I started just like special. I, my first fight ever but was seven on, years old. Is that organized or is that yeah, kindergarten? It was uh, no. It was in the ring. I was. Really? I fought Freddie Roach's brother Joey. 
Holy shit. Oh, get yeah. out. Yeah, Freddie's brother Joey. Too. Joey was like 11. I think I was 7 or 10. I wow. was 7. Wow. Can, can I say something yeah. I didn't that is totally that unrelated, but I think yeah. this is amazing? Mickey's voice is so soothing to me. You know how they have the Calm app? Yeah. And, like, yes. and yeah. they have like Harry Styles? Yeah. The Calm app for me in life, because I love yeah. like this... Mm-hmm. is so fulfilling to my soul. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was he the does, kid, like, does, Godfather he... 2, Mean Streets, like, Taxi Driver, yeah. my favorite films. I just need Mickey talking, and that would, I like, suit me to sleep. I think that's a compliment to, to say to people. <laughs> yeah. So, Mickey, I, oh, wow. I really would like for you to... That's the first time I've heard that. Some that's nighttime cool. that stories for Soleil. What's that? Is that true? That's the first time get... you ever heard that? Yeah. yeah. Damn, yeah. It's it's yeah. beautiful, though. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah, well, he's a nice guy. He's very calming. I've had some great comments. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. calm now. Yeah. <laughs> so seven years, seven years old, your first fights. Yeah. First What's the fights. first time you get paid for the fight? I know you weren't getting paid at seven. No, you don't get paid any images and stuff. Uh, first time was 19 when I turned right. pro. Yeah. Wow. Four, four, wow. Like 400 bucks I got paid. First wow. What money? What? Did you got to give like 300 to your manager? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not back then. No. <laughs> 10%. Third. No. Okay, so then, Mickey, what happens after? Like, because I'm so fascinated by the story, and I love the. Fact yeah, he was like, telling the amazing Tyson amazing. thing. We got yeah. it. Oh, he's Danny. He's got a great Tyson yeah. story about them being on. Like, it wasn't like the Junior yeah. Olympics. Well, you guys were. What was the regionals? We fought in. Um, like we fought. I won New England. He won New York, and we and um, we went up to Lake Placid to uh, to fight against like each other, like New England, New York, and a couple other uh, states and. The winner of that went to Colorado Springs to represent Region 1 in the Nationals. And uh, I won my weight class up there. He won his weight class. We were teammates in uh, Colorado Springs. He was heavyweight. I was 139. And uh, that's when well, we became friends. The, how was what? the transition of watching Mike go from? Because it's crazy when you watch like the. Old... He's the same build as he is now. No, he's the same build. Right, but, or like, big. Like. But what I'm saying is like I, I remember meeting Tyson in Palladium in I want to say it was like 84. I think he just won the championship and a buddy mm. of mine grabbed him and said, yo, man, you got a girl in Albany. Right, you got a girlfriend. Yeah. He's like, I got girls everywhere, and he just kind of walked off. Yeah. <laughs> and he was super, yeah. super sweet, and he was like really chill, right? Yeah. And then like that was a really like, good Tyson, by yeah, the but way. Yeah, I probably could spit it out with just right, one line. Really yeah. But he just like, but you know, things got a little bit twisted, right? Yeah. As the career progressed, but then it's kind of like he came out the other side when right. he did entourage. He was already like cool as fuck yeah. and chilled out. Yeah. I'm with the one-man show. He right. has had a lot of interesting downs. Yeah, kind but, of like character development. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, he's the way gone through he's a lot. I mean, at a young yeah. age, he went through a lot. I mean, you know what I mean? And to be a champ of the world, like in the way he but was at 19, that, it's right. like a lot of that, But how did, when you met him before he had gone pro like that, right? I oh, was like a happy, seemed like a happy-go-lucky kid, you know what I mean? Uh, but, he, you know, he was in tr- a little bit of trouble as a right. kid, like, you know what I mean? But... He wasn't like a really a bad kid, you know. What right. I mean? He was bad, I guess. He was pretty bad, but uh, when I met him, he was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I, I just knew him from meeting him. You know, what I mean, I yeah. didn't, I didn't hang with him like as far oh, you guys back didn't home hang in Brooklyn. Like on the team and shit? Oh yeah, yeah, we hung, we hung out in, in, in Colorado Springs and stuff. Right, and he'd come in the room and put me in the headlock or right. whatever and stuff like that. He was like right. a bear, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm here, I'm like a little skinny white kid, like ah. Yeah, <laughs> he's like throwing me and tossing me around. <laughs> but nah, he was cool. <laughs> We're all cool, you know what I mean? Uh, and to this day, it was still pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Who else? So, so, who else was? Who else was? Yeah, in the I want to know. Like, tell me about all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to say. So, I, I wanted to know, like, how did the movie come about? Like, how did how did that even happen? It happened. Um, it actually happened. Like, it was talk about a movie. Uh, 
years before it even got made, and it went through a bunch of uh, different people. Like, Mark was always going to play me, but there was a bunch of different people that was going to play Dickie at the beginning. And uh, they come up when there was someone like, a bunch of names. I can't really think of the names, but uh, there was a bunch of them. And uh, finally they come up with Christian, and Christian, like, nailed it, like, no tomorrow, you know what I mean? He, uh, wow, he was so good. What was it like watching your life on, like, it wasn't that bad. No, it was cool. <laughs> I'm so curious. Like, was like, you, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> the worst, like, yeah, well, pro- like- well, Dickie's seen it, and he, he was going out of his mind. You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> and then I got a funny story, as I say this all the time, is we're out in L.A. Well, out in LA. We're in L.A. now. But we're out here and now watching it at the um, Paramount Studio, whatever, doing like a, the dry run or whatever it's called. Yeah, they, yeah. Do, they show it. So we're out there watching it, and there's a part where Dickie's jumping out of the, uh, the window. When my mother knocks on the door, the cops yeah. or whatever it was, knock on the door, Dickie goes, oh, yeah. out the window he goes, right? So Dickie's looking at it like he didn't do it. So Mark's hitting me going, look at your brother. So Dickie's like, got this look on his face. So the movie gets over and, we, and Mark says to Dickie, Dickie, when you jumped out of the window, he goes, you didn't do that? He goes, because you looked like you didn't do it yeah. the way you were looking. He goes, yeah, I effing did it. He goes, but... Fucking, there's no fucking barrels under me. I goes, I knocked myself out. I went out the third floor, not the second. <laughs> he goes, there was no fucking barrels under me. He goes, I knocked myself up. I get up. He goes, they didn't catch me. <laughs> I goes, oh, man. Oh, That's wow. him, buddy. That's I know his back's Those aren't me. your actual sisters, though, right? Uh, no, but the seven of them. But those seven. girls are sisters in the movie, right? What you, no, yeah, I guess they're sisters. You mean no, the actresses? no. You're talking no, about yeah, yeah. I can't remember, but I remember Sheila telling me she found those girls, but I think in real life those girls sisters. are sisters. But no, they're I don't think so. sisters. I think one, one of the sisters and that was uh, Conan O'Brien's sister. Oh, really? Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't think they're sister all sisters. Sister O'Brien? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister O'Brien. You couldn't resist. You couldn't yeah. resist. <laughs> yeah, because she had the reddish red. You know, I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but it was fucking awesome. I went yeah. to the premiere. I met him at the premiere. Yeah, I think I actually have a picture with you and Buddy McGirt. And, oh, Buddy, you know, yeah, wow, yeah, she that fucking guy. That's amazing. Yeah, Buddy, now yeah. Buddy's and training. He Toro. Was tra- yeah, he was Arturo's guy. Yeah, right. Buddy's a good guy, good tra- great trainer. And he still Anybody lives in want- Boston, Mickey. I was like, yeah, I'm you got it. I was, no, I, like I know. I said he, that's what I said. Yeah. I said yeah, that's what we were talking about. I Dude, said, if we kept him here, they'd come here and hunt that's us down. That's what I said. I said, give us back our jewel. Oh yeah. I said that. I said you could never. I mean, like literally, he could never leave. They own him. No. Oh, now he's talking about it. That's breaking news. Anytime you want to leave, just pull him back. No, he's gonna make. A move, he's got, but no, only no, in the no, winter months. No, no, you're gonna go down for good. Oh no. yeah, I think so. This can't be happening oh. right here on this podcast. I mean, literally, like the the room's gonna <laughs> yeah. start melting. No, I'm yeah. good. He's I going. Gotta, he's going I, to Florida. Yeah, he's going to hundred percent Florida. Wow. And 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 by the way, you, know, you by uh, the way, do you know how many people are like in tears right now listening to this podcast? This may be the most depressing news. This may be the most depressing news in Boston. Maybe, yeah. ever. You know, stock in sunscreens is going to go up with Mickey in Florida. <laughs> oh, damn right. The people I knew that moved down during the pandemic were people looking to party, didn't want to deal with fucking taxes, the lockup. They you say do taxes, a lot of rich people. Right. Yeah, no, 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 Rob, no. Rob did Entourage and met yeah, all no, the no, richest people. I have some wealthy <laughs> friends that moved to Nevada, <laughs> and I have some wealthy friends that moved to. Um, I mean, I don't know what the tax difference is in Texas, but they moved to Texas. Here's the thing Florida, that I have to say. But most of the people I know went to Florida with girls, like Instagrammers. Well, like, here's like the thing that I have to say about Rob yeah. that I love is like when I look at Rob, like, no. well, Rob. 
meeting Rob, of course, like he had this incredible success with Amongst Friends, which is, of course, one of the great, I mean, great movie. If you haven't Thank seen you. it, definitely Thanks. check it out. And then his brothers were bartenders at the time who have now gone on to do like yeah, incredible yeah. things. Well, well, Writers, one lawyers. was bartending his way through law school. Yes, no, yeah. Yeah, totally. Wow. But, I'm saying, like but I'm just saying able. that's yeah. when we were all <laughs> yeah. hanging out. So yes, we would yes. have so much fun because yeah. they would bartend yeah. and then they would come back and there was an apartment where we would yeah. all oh, well, their go apartment crazy on because then yeah. we would just like have all this yeah. like liquor in the house. It was fun. It was, there was uh, this little yes. tiny apartment over on Larrabee and I remember West Hollywood yep. and we just all would have like a wow. great time. Yeah. No, that wasn't my place. He's looking at me. No, oh, I, yeah. yeah, I didn't live there. No, that was my, <laughs> yeah, that was my other two brothers. Um, yeah. That Soleil was super close with, you know. And so then your brothers course. are lawyers. No, one, one of one is, of them's a lawyer. Not one's an amazing writer. writer. So, <laughs> so one, you get in the trouble no, and you get your out. No, one's a lawyer. One's a podiatrist. One's an incredible writer. They're all in this. One's an incredible writer. One's a crazy world. And they're yeah. They're if great. I got in trouble, theoretically, he could get me out if I could get in touch with him. But he probably wouldn't respond to like the day or two. No, I try not to get in trouble. I remember something one night. I remember Danny and you. And I on La Brea. And do you remember my brother had that like little, it was like an apartment, but it was just a little one room. It was like a tiny little room, right? Maybe. Like, I remember. And Danny, do you remember that? I remember you guys like cl- we climbed up or scaled a wall or something. Do you remember this? Thing? I remember I the know. apartment. It was across the street from Undefeated, before, obviously years before, you know. Yeah. On La Brea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember something about scaling walls and jumping? I guess something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I was so I lucky, it. you know, because I always... I guess I grew up with brothers, so I yeah. always was so fortunate to have like the greatest guy friends ever. Yeah. And then I had like some amazing girlfriends. Yeah, look at my your doc. Your doc is just like just packed so with great dudes. <laughs> yeah, great hey, dudes. Soleil. Hey, <laughs> Soleil. It's something yeah. like it's just like it, it you know. Love, it's like yeah, a love letter to a lot of love. Because yeah. I love that you showed the like the best of your youth in L.A. and New York. You oh, got this, New York. the West and the East. Yeah, that's what the I love skate about culture it. shit is great. Yeah. Oh, the Harold West Coast is just, oh, Harold and Justin. Did you ever oh. see that movie, Kids, Mickey? No. No. Oh, that was a good movie. Yeah. 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 I love the honesty, Mickey was though. like, no, yeah. not interested. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, no, no. I'm not saying. Not right now. No, she's not in it. I don't know what he's talking about. No, no, we were just talking about these guys in the movie Kids. I was like, did Mickey ever see it? No. Oh, <laughs> He's like absolutely He's not. Best, I guess. <laughs> Yo, you guys gonna link up in Tulsa yeah. next week, Danny? They're gonna be yeah. together. Absolutely. They got me on the. They got me there, shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah, you guys gotta hang out, man. Mickey's yeah, fucking definitely. hysterical. <laughs> Yo, Mickey, tell no, no. tell everybody really quick before we like jump out of here. Tell everybody really quick what's going on with Live Train. Yeah, well, I'm starting Live Train. It's coming out soon. It's a mobile app you can train with. We have MMA, boxing, and wrestling right now. Uh, but it's an opportunity for opportunity people to train, to train with, like, train with like, that they people, idolize. Yeah, people and, idolize as far as wrestlers, boxers. We have uh, different fighters, a lot of boxers on the um, on the app. Olympic wrestling people. It's gonna be a good, it's a great thing. Uh, yeah. It's especially now with this pandemic and stuff like that. People yeah. are kind of leery about going to gyms or whatever. Here you can go on the app and you can train with your your hero or whatever. You can even or just sit down do a mindset train with them, whatever it may be. Um, wow. It's going to all be available. Yeah, I think it's great. When I was talking to Dave, who, you know, started it with you, um, you know, it was it was one of those things that seemed pretty altruistic from both sides, right? Mm-hmm. It was great to, you know, give people the opportunity to train with people that they look up to right. and learn from, right? Like, you know, the same way you could get somebody a cameo and 
mm-hmm. wish somebody happy birthday, right? It's a good, amazing opportunity for that. Yes. But it was also for a lot of the guys who haven't had their life story turned into movies, who haven't transitioned into other careers. It's, it's an amazing opportunity for them to keep doing what it is they do, right? get paid for it, and kind of, you know, right. pass the torch to other people that, that want to learn. So Exactly, yeah. And people feel uh, comfortable just the one-on-one aspect. You know, they don't like to be in a big gym with someone or whatever it might be, or they don't right. feel comfortable, you know. And So we got a bunch of great people in it to be comfortable and to, and to, like, work with people, you know, yeah. instead of, uh, you know, being timid. Yeah. You don't have to be. It's, uh, you know, we got, like, Alex and Dave behind it and uh, with the developers, they're working with developers, and uh, it's going to be a great thing, so. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, live train sorry come, Alex. Come I, I didn't join mean live to cut train. you out of that conversation. Yeah, nah. I'm still not sure who, who's who in the in the whole thing, but so it's yeah. Alex, Dave, <laughs> and you. It's the three yeah. guys, so. That's awesome. Yo, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I That's think dope. it's going to be really cool. Yeah. We're going to go on and, you know, as soon as we figure out how to do podcasts, we're yeah. going to go on and teach other people how to do <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Train. The Cray app. As soon as we, yeah. as soon as we figure it out. You can be Cray trained. Cray trained. I like that. Cray trained. Sounds like Cray trained. Like Let's call a lawyer. Up. Call your brother. Oh my Yo, God. Cray trained. Cray trained. This is how close me and Sean are. I haven't eaten all day. I'm hungry. I'm delirious. He's he angry. feels my pain. He yes. feels your pain. Yes, I should be angry, but he feels it more. Sure thing. That brotherly bond. Everybody's got to see Kid 90. If you haven't seen Kid 90. You must. On Hulu, see. you got to see Soleil's movie. Yes. You got to go back and watch Mickey Ward's fights with Arturo Gatti. Watch the fighter, and the but fighter. most importantly, download Live Train. Yes, Sean Chase, you got to go eat at this fucking restaurant. <laughs> you got to go there. Stone Street and, Cafe. Oh, and watch, Rob Weiss, watch, you got to Venmo me money. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and watch, watch Punky on Peacock. Too. Is that on there? Yes. It, is. it is now, yes. Yes, it's on there. And you've got to go visit the outside. Do you still get residuals from a- Punky Booster? Oh, so here's is that the, even possible? Like from the I don't get residuals. Yeah, it's like you know, you get like you get like I love it. Like you get like a check of like fifty cents, you know, that's here and there. Like, yeah, but do you get that seventy five thousand times a year? Like no, how no, often well, does that I, come? I didn't own like the original, yeah. you know. Like, and it's interesting because it, well, this brings up a much bigger conversation. But at the time, you know, like young girls, it yeah. was we weren't treated the same way as like young boys really? in the business. You know? Yeah, so, like, like Webster. So you could have like you know what I mean. So it, it's why you think Webster's still getting big checks. Oh no! I mean, this is by the way, this is a whole other podcast episode. We should do this podcast. We'll be back with Soleil in like please five months. And um, anyway, and then you have to go visit the Outsiders House. Truly, oh yeah, I got to get to Tulsa. It's such a remarkable, incredible, Danny. I love you so much. What you've done uh, is really remarkable, and it's also going to really be so amazing for so many futures to come of children and around education and. I just love it, and I love you, and I, I really am so grateful for you. In yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty I think it's pretty you know monumental to take like you know something from Tulsa like that. You know what I mean? Uh, and grow it into something that becomes pop culture and spreads like the world. Absolutely, and, and isn't it incredible not the movie, to see but the book and the culture? That, and, that what's I, I really think you're also an inspiration to so many people because. The heart of what someone can do with that much heart that creates meaningful change right. and impact right. and what Danny's done, I think, is really remarkable. And 
and um, and I just I'm I'm really grateful for the for the being. I appreciate it. Everyone Jump around has got to be played more than any other song from the fucking. Oh, what man. year was that? Nineties. Ninety two. Yeah. There's, what other what wow. other song from the nineties gets played more than Jump Around? No, Probably. it's like it's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a yeah, well, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, Soleil, always great. Uh, Mickey, when you come to Tulsa, let me know if you need anything. And oh, I, definitely. Uh, Congratulations on your sobriety, then. I appreciate it, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's a better on, life. Man. Keep I'm, on. I'm I haven't had a drink in two years, that. Danny. I quit drinking two That's years good. ago. I seen that actually on the on the thing. It's fantastic. I'm glad we're all here. And uh, hell yeah. With brother. that being said, everybody else who's on there, man. It's good hearing you. And uh, Look forward to seeing you guys in person sooner than later. Yes, sure, I think that brother. that's one, you, one of the incredible I'll see you things. Friday, that one of, yeah, one <laughs> of right, the to, just to add to what Danny bye, was guys. saying is bye, bye. Hey, um, is that you know there there's so many people and I think you see it through the doc where there's 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 those of us that are so fortunate to be here and then there's those that didn't make it out. So yeah. to be able to look at the people you love and um, and. To, to know the depths that we went to and that um, that the pain that so many friends were feeling that we yeah. didn't well I'm grateful, that I'm grateful time for that... the time we're in one of the one of the great things about right now because there are a lot of bad things too yeah. but one of the great things we are in a time where there's no shame with mental absolutely. health absolutely and, and that's yeah. what I was yeah. gonna and say you should be is... able to talk about it yeah. and like share it we, we chop it up on here All about the time. like anxiety shit like yeah. that you know you have to be open about it I try absolutely. to communicate with my five year old son. How are you feeling? Yeah. What's going on? What's making you sad? Like, yeah. have a and that's and that's so mm-hmm. amazing. And I think one of the things that's been so much, um, so beautiful, and, and that I'm so proud of in the conversation with Kid Ninety is that people, you know, have have been sharing their stories with me, and yeah. and the fact that we can open up this dialogue. And to your point, there doesn't need to be shame around it. And I think it's so important that we're talking to our young people and that they that we also listen to those that are so quiet so often you know because yeah, we yeah. don't always know what one another is going through and, and mm-hmm. to reach out to the people that we love and say I love you and if we haven't heard from somebody for a while just like that touch point and yeah. and uh, so when I see Danny it, it, it's it's emotional for me in a way because I also know like there are those of us you know those are the people we love that didn't make it out and then to see him doing so well and to be yeah. here with right, you it's, it's a beautiful like nostalgia well, like see, you know, that was living like our lives said. with purpose you know yeah it's 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 tricky when you know when you hear somebody as talented as, as Danny is when they say that you know they have to come to terms at a certain point in their life with making a transition like it's scary and, well, and it's we've all and yeah. we've all yeah. been there well, in different I'm ways there, right because every time I'm between a show I go is it going to be another show do I have to like think about right. what I'm going to do different in my life like what am I going to become Who right am I? It's not so much about identity as much as his lifestyle and yeah. focus and what is it, but it, and it's also crazy, living yeah. in the moment and then and then now of embracing, you know, like I know for me with the kids, like it was a, it's been such a big realization. I'm like, wow, like oh my god, like I'm a mom with these kids. I'm like, this is so, you know, because of so many of the transformations in my life, and at the same time going, you know what, I'm just gonna like surrender. I believe that like believing is seeing. It's not always seeing is believing, and just like you gotta Mm -hmm. have that faith. And wherever you go, whether it's a church, a temple, meditating, whatever that is, like having that faith within to really like go on that journey of self discovery. I think is like one of the greatest journeys in our our lives and and, yeah. and to just be like okay like i'm gonna go for it <laughs> like yeah. make the leap into the unknown at times and mm-hmm. i think often the things that scare us most yeah. are the things that we need to 
Yeah, I mean, look, I made the leap into the unknown with this fucking podcast. (laughs) Dude, dude. Come on, I'm not doing a podcast. How is that going for you? I can't even bring myself to watch it or listen to it. I hate the sound of my own voice. What are you talking about? I don't watch this shit. You have a great voice, too. I don't. I don't watch it. I don't listen to it. You know, yeah. Sean's the arbiter or whatever. You know, <laughs> he's like, "This is good. I cut this. I did that." Okay, <laughs> bro. You go, bro. You do. Yeah, Yo, guys. Thank you so much. Thank man. you so Big much. Shout thank out you, to Danny Boy thank Soleil. You I love you so You're much. The best. I love you. So inspiring, Mickey. I love you too. Love You're everybody. Thank you. Live train. Live train. Yes. Board. David and Alex is part Kid 90, check it out, please. Kid 90, please Punk, check, it out. check it out. Punky Brewster, check it out. Soleil Moon Fry, I love and you. And keep listening oh, to the Cray. You know? And keep yes. listening to Cray. Yes. Okay. The Cray. Boom. The Cray. The Cray. Mm-hmm.